P.S. I Love Hoffman is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Iggy Pop! Amen! Let him run! I'm a fucking idiot. Red meat, we crave sustenance. I'm an artist. Hello, my name is Jimmy Cody. Why don't you have some fun? Fun, fun. Tommy, uh, that's a tape, tape. Whoever she is, I'm going to find her and I'm going to hurt her. I've spent the past three years learning Finnish. <laughs> I'm always home. I'm on cool. This is a process of dehumanization. Shut, 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 shut up. Hey, Hoff fans, welcome to this week's episode of P.S. I Still Love Hoffman, our love letter to the remarkable career of the late, great Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm still Brian Rodriguez. And I'm still Kyle Reinfried. We're always home, we're always uncool, and we're always ready to rewatch Philip Seymour Hoffman films, as we've been doing now for the entire quarantine period. No mid-months anymore. Uh, not anymore. Who knows? Who knows we, what the future holds? Yeah, we've just been going double time. Yes, double time. And I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. And I said this last time, but I'm going to say this again, Kyle. Kind of a surprise winner here. Maybe I shouldn't be surprised for the exact same reason as last time, but State and Maine is our movie today. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it just falls into the categories of what do we get more PSH in, right? And this is a podcast about Philip Seymour Hoffman. And so I feel like when it comes down to it, the Hoff fans, you know, if there's one movie that has more, that's the one that tends to get chosen. So I'm not disappointed. No, no, I'm not either. And I hadn't seen this one. Well, I haven't seen it since we watched it for our original run. And just a reminder, guys, you can listen to our original episodes on cageclub.me or wherever you get your podcasts. And, uh, of course, we didn't, again, listen to this episode on State why, of Maine. Why, why are you assuming that for me? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I assume. No, you're you correct. To... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're very much correct. I was about to say the same thing. And, of course, I did not re-listen. <laughs> but, I don't know, at the same time, then... You know, there's there's pros and cons to it because I I'm kind of excited. I sometimes I enjoy just being so fresh to the movie again. So if I listen to our episode, that is true. Then I would like you know remember more things, uh, maybe some subplots and stuff like that. But uh, you know, this yeah, is guys, fun. you're you're getting our natural reaction. It's <laughs> true, for better or for worse. I don't know how much you remember about this film. It's not that I don't remember anything, but. I just remember us not knowing, like, David Mamet. Yeah, that I remember. <laughs> and the other thing I remember besides Hoffman is one of the stars is my teenage crush, Julia Stiles. So. <laughs> yes, I, I uh, when, when I just, I guess I looked up the picture the other, oh, I, no, when I, when I was seeing what we were going to be, like, watching it on, I saw, like, a poster for it and all the faces of, you know, because it's a true ensemble and uh i went oh wow yeah i forgot about literally so i honestly i don't remember much about this movie i remember the plot but i really didn't even remember how big this cast is and uh pretty pretty solid cast at it absolutely you know i can't wait so let's do it we talked a little bit ahead of time that you and i are both watching this on stars specifically i'm watching it on the stars amazon 
Yeah, same channel. here. I, I did a seven day free trial, so um, yeah, I'm uh, ready to go on it. All right, so right now you and I on the stars one are paused on oh 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 fourteen, correct? Yeah, and it's like a solid blue line going uh, across the screen horizontally. If you're not on the stars version, it's probably going to be sooner, but just pause yourself at that solid blue line. You'll know what it is when you see it. And then when, when uh, Kyle, when you say go, we'll press play. All right. In three, two, one, go. That blue line gets a little, a little thicker than a white line goes through it. Fine line features. Makes sense. A Time Warner company. Yeah, so this movie came out in 2000? I guess so. That's what, yeah, right. Or close to it, maybe. Ah, I've when, never when, seen either of these uh, intro things. When we built things as a country. <laughs> Dude, ooh, a little bass line. Is it? Cool. Almost like sounded the colors. Like, almost sounded like Psycho Killer for a second. <laughs> now, this film, I think there's like the sh- that's named after the streets. Something is on in this town, right? Yeah, it's not like you know, state state in Maine almost like makes you think it's going to be like a because it takes place in New Hampshire. If I'm not forgetting, so, something like that, right? Like it's like this is their second or third town they've been in. Yeah, filming no, this thing, <laughs> and they, and and I and they want a specific like the mill, right? Isn't that what they're trying to? Mm-hmm. Okay, Alec Baldwin, Charles Durning, Clark. Gre- oh yeah, Clark Gregg. Oh my god, I forgot. And Sarah Jessica Parker too. William H Macy. Not long after they worked on Boogie Nights together. What's oh Ricky J? Ricky J. Yeah, this I is one of his that. Boogie Nights and uh, uh, obviously obviously this, but then also Magnolia. Ricky yeah. J. What's uh? What's your favorite showbiz comedy? Because this is definitely a showbiz comedy. Showbiz comedy. Hmm. I gotta think about that. I enjoyed, uh, even though a uh, taboo person, but Hollywood ending. Uh, Woody Allen plays the blind director, or a director that goes blind, and then they're trying to present him as not blind. It's pretty. Would it's you, a pretty good later Woody Allen movie. Yeah, it is. Uh, not, not gonna lie. Um, would you consider Once Upon a Time in Hollywood a showbiz? Oh yeah. Really? So then, I mean, that, comedy. That's, it's it's hard to say with Tarantino movies if they're a dark comedy, or not. but no. By yeah. All, by all means, like yeah, it's that's yeah. It's I mean, it's one of my favorite films in the past. Uh, well, I guess well, it came out in the end of a decade, so of the last decade. One of my favorite films. You know what's another one that you and I are both technically missing? If you want to consider Once a Time in Hollywood, you have to count Boogie Nights. Yes, it's a different form of the, you know, it's <laughs> the specific part. Written and directed by David Mamet. 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 No, I'm kidding. No, I'm It's coming back to me now, right? Like this small town. Yeah. Hmm. Here's some other films I looked up on a list. Yes or no? Tell me. Birdman. I mean, it's about theater, but, you know. It's still the show business, yeah. Yeah, okay. Sorry, I thought we were saying. Yeah, Tropic Thunder's a good one. 
Uh, Get Shorty. Get Shorty. Yeah, I like it. Adaptation, of course. Adaptation. Oh, yeah. Adaptation is so good. Trick Photography. Bowfinger. Bowfinger is... I I remember seeing that movie when I was younger <laughs> and like being like, what the fuck? It's better now it's like watching it older, I think. I don't know. Is it? I you think. know, some of your favorite movies are really showbiz comedies because another one on this list I know you like, Ed Wood. Oh, yeah, Ed Wood. So, like, Ed Wood, Once Upon a Time, uh, Boogie Nights. Yeah. Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, yeah, that, that's... Yeah. Counts. Yeah. yeah, sure. Would you count Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Yeah, for sure, yeah. To a lot there, a lot. A lot, yeah. You, the you know true, another one? The, one of the true, that's like a much more accurate comeback movie in my mind for Robert Downey Jr. I agree, I this agree. Is, <laughs> this is what people die for. William H. Macy is terrific. Quick, uh, quick one. This is probably the last one I mentioned so we can pay attention to the movie. Um, but we've been talking Kevin Smith a lot these days. How about Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? I would count that. Yeah, yeah, that definitely, definitely falls into that. Same thing with the uh, new one, the, yes, uh, the reboot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've stopped listening to anything that I was even saying. Uh, <laughs> I said yes because Clark Gregg is here. No I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> he has not aged at all. No. There he is. There's Ricky J. But of course, Julia Stiles. The late maybe Ricky if there's a, J. Maybe if there's a lull in the film, we'll retell the Julia Stiles story we have. Sure. It's a David Mamet script, though. Are there lulls? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, what what telling that you get in a film, but not necessarily Ooh. on stage with the dust on the guest book and rubbing the dust away. Oh, for sure. By the way, we definitely said this during our regular episode, but it is funny to see William H. Macy playing something not too dissimilar from his Boogie Nights character. Obviously, they're different people with different experiences, but... Yeah, and this character has much more, like, confidence. Yeah, confidence, even power, but still, like, they're both kind of the head of... or, or the top of the production line, or close to it, we'll say. Yeah, what... Did they say already what he is in this film? Did we get it? I forgot, but he's, if he's not the director, he's like the producer or something. Okay, he's not just like in locations or or uh, He could be a location or... producer, but I think this guy is more that producer. Yeah. Almost everyone here is a familiar face, huh? For sure, yeah. Because this guy I definitely seen on the left. And I think the guy on the right was in Boogie Nights. Oh. I think he's like an editor or something. I mean, I know Ricky Jay was the editor, but I th- maybe he was a camera op, the other guy. I look familiar. Julia Stiles. It's more about the memories, you know? Such an important part of my show, High School Slumber Party, Julia Stiles films, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. This is not a high school film. At least I don't think. <laughs> I think she plays a high schooler? It's either a high schooler or like a college person who stayed home. It's certainly a young person. Someone who's too young for... Well, we'll get into it. 
I remember Bob Berenger. Like that name. <laughs> Alliteration. Ugh. Oh, I forgot about this element. I mean, I kind of remembered, but now that he said it out loud, I'm like, ugh. Oh, boy. Yes. There we go. How this is, I'm, I don't want to pause my thing, but I want to see. We are early. eight, yeah, eight minutes in, and we get our first shot of PSH. We're Who plays... eight minutes in? Yeah. That's crazy. We're just moving, you know? Like, it has to stop moving. So, PSH, I remember, plays the writer. Yes. The mammoth character, if you will. Yeah. (laughs) Which is a great, um, you know, as already, uh, you know, PSH being a stage actor. And I don't know if they had worked together before this. But at least, I mean, clearly a, a prolific writer and director you know that mammoth is that i'm sure psh already like knew a lot about him or heard some oh, stories sure. and so to but to have him as the writer director on this must have been a cool thing to just like every little thing like take like a note and just kind of maybe bring it to this character absolutely you know his we mentioned adaptation and this movie is not similar to adaptation, but in a sense, like he's the Charlie Kaufman of the film from adaptation. Like he's that writer who's kind of lost on set. I'm thinking more of when we see the scenes in adaptation, when he's on the, like the Malkovich set. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. His interaction with the cast members and all that. <laughs> oh, the coast. Yeah, so he's got to be the producer, yeah. I guess he's more the Jack, then? Jack Horner? Uh, Well, Jack is the director. Jack is much more about his vision and stuff like that. This guy seems to be a lot of... Okay, okay, I know technically, but I'm saying, like, if you had to put them into the Oh, 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 yeah, like, yeah, he's more, like, Jack than his character Little Bill, yeah. I get what you're saying. I don't know if we find out who the DP is. We must. I just don't remember. Isn't it a foreign guy? Isn't Maybe, it a Japanese guy? Kyle, Unless... I don't I don't know if you're going to take this as an insult, but that guy has a very similar style to you. I, who I was... This guy. Oh, this guy. Yeah. Uh, Wine shirt, like a hat. Sure. Like a tan yeah. hat, sunglasses, facial hair. Not the same facial hair, but... <laughs> if, okay... In 2000, I am, like, that guy's age. Yeah, I'm hip. (laughs) Okay, the old location was in New Hampshire. Oh, okay. 
and now they're in Vermont or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's correct, because I remember you telling, saying Vermont stuff last time. It's a very interesting um, just choice, I feel like, even on the glasses. It's just like the frame on top. It's very, like, much on it, you know, like, like stagnant eyebrows. It gives that vibe to me, at least. Oh, I see what you mean. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, the frame is just at the top, and then it's just, like, the lens, I guess, or if anything, maybe silver or clear at the bottom. <laughs> I like the music in this film. It's interesting. Right? Like, it's different. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know if that's because writers, how can I put it? Writers, glasses. You know how writers obviously write things, so they're really portraying stuff. But So maybe I have a skewed point of view. But it always seems like writers do the most creatively and get the least credit and on a film set. Right? Like, cause uh, like no one... Yeah, I mean, obviously, also, it depends on, like, what kind of writer you are. There's so many writers out there that just, like, write something, sell something, and that's that's it, you know? True, true. That's true. So but, it's almost you're signing, like, a contract in the sense of, like, you know. And there's even then directors that are like that. They're like, I'm showing up, I'm directing this. But then it's, like, much more in the studio's hands and the editor's hands in post-production. Film, such a collaborative art form. Yeah. But I think I think the best ones in the end of the day end up being like you know a passion project where like everyone is just like as involved and focused on that project at the time as they can be. I know we've disagreed on this in the past. I'm not always on board with that. Um, I think I'm not think, saying yeah. people need to then be like too authoritative and like you know it's like my way is the only way, but just like truly a team effort the whole way through is what I'm saying. Yes, I'll agree with that. Pre-ego, right? Like, Yeah. I've talked about this a, a lot on other podcasts, but like for me, that's the difference between George Lucas, American Graffiti, and George Lucas, like, episode one, you know? Sure. Like, <laughs> extreme example, many years apart, but you know what I mean. Has the camera ever stopped moving? I know it's not Birdman style, obviously, but... No, but it's, yeah, it's very much... (laughs) (laughs) And this is, I feel like we covered, what, Baldwin in, um... Was that The Getaway? Not long before The Getaway, yeah. I remember, like, when we were doing our awards, it was like, do we put... Baldwin as one of his best collaborators because like not really right like they were in two films together but yeah (laughs) they don't interact much she's from stuff right (laughs) I just like yes I'll just say (laughs) they want to close down Main Street like that's a big fucking deal in this town (laughs) 
Especially now, considering we've closed down our lives. You know? (laughs) But hey. (laughs) Wait, I wish... I wish I could... I really want to want to pause it. I wasn't reading his dislikes. I saw cruelty was one of them. Oh God! Carbonate, carbonated beverages. That's another one. Oh God! Did you see the picture of the girl he was like into before that? She was like legit a high schooler. Oy. They don't like sugarcoat it. She had like a a Jan Sport on, like a Jan Sport backpack. We're recording this like the right before, like this Monday. This episode's coming out, correct? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so this coming week on Foodie Films, I've got the film Waiting, which I haven't seen in a long time. And boy, (laughs) is it problematic in the sense, or just, I mean, it's a comedy. So again, people know that it's not right at that, in 2005 as well. But just like, you can't even like joke about like, you know, like there's the character, Ryan Reynolds character that is like, yeah, yeah, that sleeps with only underage girls and like. His his yeah his character arc is just like let's wait till you're eighteen instead of you know there you so- go he he comes around yeah a nice bookshop is there anything like more quaint and cuter in a film than a bookshop I don't think so maybe an antique store yes which this has like this has some antiques in the typewriters and that but like actually I would still put bookshop over because antique stores could be a little bit um how can I put it they could be bougie in a sense you know yeah there's nothing bougie about a bookstore like this like your neighborhood bookstore yeah did you have a neighborhood bookstore growing up? Pardon? Did you have like a neighborhood bookstore growing up or were you always just into Barnes & Noble? Neighborhood bookstore. Um, I don't know if Harrington Park had one. No, I mean Harrington Park had like very little shops. Um, there was No, I think Closter, there was a bookstore maybe? in Closter. Or maybe... I know there's one in Northville now, but... Um, Westwood had I mean, also, it was just just always, I mean, also, like, you go, I mean, you go to the library. That was pretty much. For sure, for sure. But, like, Westwood had Shaw's books. I wonder if that's still there. And that was, like, a cute little neighborhood bookstore. (laughs) (laughs) I would love that prop. Like, I don't buy props. I mean, I'm not in the bracket to buy props, but. You know, occasionally they run these, like, props for sale when they, like, you know, the studios will just be sure. like, hey, let's get yeah. rid of things. And that would be a very cool prop to own. Actually, just by you saying that and then cut to this scene, I would love a storyboard from a movie. That would be cool. Yeah, those go for a lot, but, like, yeah. some of them, like, obviously, like, a Star Wars storyboard is going to go for a lot of money. Yeah. But, you know, maybe a lesser known film you enjoy. But yeah, no, I, I had a little bit of a moment recently uh, where I real, you know, like, I mean, something I've known about and we've even talked about in some kind of sense of it, but it's like a lot of my artwork is like pop derivative. What do you mean? 
like I have the painting from Goodfellas. I have ve- oh, okay. I have yeah, yeah, I have yeah, very yeah. I have a very nice watercolor painting of like the Jaws like image poster. Yes. I have a nice printed out just like still of the cab going through the fire hydrant taxi driver. But like but you're, you're, you're you, not an art guy. You're a movie guy and a music guy. So no, but I do like sense. a lot of photography, and so like I I do need some just like original stuff too. I'm not like I mean it's not like I'm a big painting guy sorry what you need original artwork in your home oh it just feel so it doesn't feel like i don't know some like not everyone can afford original artwork in their home kyle it's not like original artwork is expensive just even my like one and a half year old niece just drew me something that i'm like ah you know what i'm gonna hang that up sure okay (laughs) in that case i can make you some original artwork tonight That's, there's the I, wife of yeah. Matthew Broderick. Yes. I'm wearing a Ferris Bueller t-shirt right now, so. I don't know how. But of course she's Sarah Jessica Parker, Square Peg, SJP. Texan in the City. Yeah. I thought you said Texan in the City at first. <laughs> <laughs> Which Texan in the City girl are you? Uh, it used to be a Samantha. Uh... I mean, but like, in the series, I still think you're a Samantha. I still think you are. Like, you know, Samantha, I'm assuming eventually settled down, so. Yeah, but later than I'm planning on it. I always forget the name of the brunette on the show. Charlotte, right? Charlotte. You're definitely not a Charlotte. Not at all, really? Okay. I know I'm definitely not. You're you're like, what's her name? Uh, I'm Miranda. Miranda. Yeah, Miranda, exactly. Eleanor Roosevelt. Okay, uh, just I just have some quick questions for you. Please. But for, no, no, first I want to digest the scene because this is an important Hoffman scene. Yeah, because we get, yeah, yeah. The old mill. Sarah <laughs> Jessica Parker's really good in this role. Oh, she, yeah, she's, I mean, she's, I, she's... Very good actress. I mean, I haven't seen her do, like, Oscar stuff, so I'm not sure. No, but she's very good at what she does. I guess is what I'm also, like, I'm saying it in that sense. (laughs) That was a very happiness moment for a second. So, innocent (laughs) full promise. I'm looking at myself and questioning things. (laughs) He's so young, obviously, but he looks great. Yeah, this is also, um, it's funny, this is very much like our logo image, too. It's like not, you know, because it's right around mm-hmm. two years after Lebowski, so it is, he, he just has that look at the time. with the gla- Especially the glasses make, you know, are making that look. But he's like, like, he's, pretty, a, he, yeah. he's known as, like, one of the patron saints of, like, bigger guy actors, but, like, he doesn't even look like a yeah, quote-unquote looks, bigger guy here. He looks straight up normal there when i would say normal like not like slender or like but not like like normal person in the real world yeah every day but also there's like there's like so much life in his face you know yeah
Do you consider yourself a small town guy? Um, I'm, well, I mean, I lived a long time in Harrington Park, which is a small town, but yeah, I, I, I la- I'm not a small town guy necessarily because I like more options than small towns offer, but I am a guy that loves a sense of community. Now, I would say in the towns around where we grew up, like Harrington Park has much more of a small town feel for better or worse. Community wise, but yeah, still, it's, just, we, it's a more condensed really and oh, older. Dalmatian. <laughs> yeah, but we yeah we didn't like grow up in an area where I would call it like small town. Like you and I have both gone upstate and we've seen some real small towns, you know. Yeah, well, because uh, we because we, we grew up in like very just quintessential suburb small town. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're still in the orbit of the city. It's not like oh, you know, our universe was our town. Like definitely not. Yeah, when you can, when you get your, you know, uh, when you have your license for the first day and you can decide to drive into the city 15 minutes away, the most important, like, <laughs> <laughs> one of the most important cities in the world, uh, it's definitely not, like, small town. Yeah, if you could, like... But you vote. can have, but people could have a small town mentality still. Oh, for sure, for sure. But that's more of a choice. I yeah. feel like in a town like this, you almost have no choice but to have a small town mentality. <laughs> yeah. Like, basically, for me, if you can drive and see a professional sports team within an hour, you're not really in a small town. Except Green Bay. Except Green Bay. Is this our, like, the redneck jokes? You might be a small towner. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you just forget. I mean, we remembered, of course, but I think a lot of people forget how much of this movie is Philip Seymour Hoffman's movie. Yeah, that's I. That's why I love the choice. Ooh, look at that old pigskin. Porch swing. Porch swings and pigskins. Doesn't that sound like a novel or something? It it sounds like a mammoth play. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Are we in the MCU? <laughs> Just say it. Really? <laughs> okay, like okay. Let's say you were engaged, and your fiance. Introduced to you, stuttered like that, <laughs> like that. Like you wouldn't be like, not right there, but like a little bit later. Like, so what was that? About? I would still <laughs> give like a head tilt look. He gave nothing. <laughs> I would have finished it. You know what I'm saying? If she's like, uh, I'd be like, fiance or something like that. You know? <laughs> yeah. Clark Gregg always looks like he has somewhere to be. Or feels like. You know what I'm saying? Whoop, how rude of me. I didn't turn it off before. It was my phone. Sorry, people. So popular. So popular. It's a junk call from uh, Eatonton, Georgia. <laughs> how do you know it's not the Hoffman hotline? Because we never set one up. Go Huskies. Yeah. Go Huskies. Wow. And it's actually like the Yukon Huskies. Logo like changed a little bit. What happened in 1975? Uh, I think the old uh, train station worker will tell. There we go. (laughs) Gordon Street. I once knew a girl on Gordon Street. I was just watching that the other day. (laughs) Thank you. 
uh, Mike Myers was on this or now, if you're listening to this uh, last last week's Conan O'Brien needs a friend, and it was it was a very good episode. Was he a dick or was he nice? No, he was very nice. Uh, yeah, it's you can you can a... yeah. I mean, obviously, he did some things and like took some things personal, but at the same time, you can just hear like there's a bit of like. You understand some things, maybe if you heard negative things about Myers, you, you you understand them a little bit more if you listen to the episode. Why he wanted to cut out Dana Carvey from Wayne's World? Uh, I don't understand. <laughs> you yeah. understand that, because I don't. He was a very... I like Mike Myers. I love Mark Myers, actually. But he was a very... Um, I mean, there's no way around it. He was a very uh, insecure guy. Yeah, well, that's and that's and you hear those insecurities. So I think it doesn't come necessarily from just being like wanting to be like a complete asshole or anything like that, or like thinking that maybe in that sense, like Garth was useless to it. But it just comes from yeah, more insecurities than like straight up choice. If that makes sense, I don't. I've seen a lot of Dana Carvey interviews, and, like, the worst thing, I think, that, the thing that he was most hurt about was that he invented the Dr. Evil accent. Yeah, that was, I've seen that him talk about that, yeah. Yeah, as that was Lauren Michaels, and, like, you know, Mike Myers never, like, even asked him or acknowledged that. Um, yeah, it was one of those, I think it, I mean, I know I saw it on Howard Stern, but I, it was also, Dan, you know, Dana Carvey was also on Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Yeah, um, no, I know. I, I mean, Conan loves him. So yeah, and so I don't know if it was brought up in that sense specifically. I know, like, obviously, it's more Howard Stern style to be like, okay, and like talk about that. You know, and, and, the impression and, in that and, way. And you you weren't happy, right? When uh, when yeah. Myers was uh, taking exactly. a. So how many times did you jerk off on set? Yeah, um, and to but... hot guy, big big dick, big dick, big dick. Yeah. <laughs> But the way that, I mean, Dana Carver, also obviously so many years have passed, almost 30 years since that happened. Or no, not, I'm sorry, it's like 25 years right now. Yeah, but um, still, yeah. But no, I'm just saying, so he's grown in, like, up and like forgiven in that sense. But he does say, at least as far as, you know, sure, he did that voice, but then everyone on SNL was doing the impression. Mm-hmm. But obviously it's taking it to the next level to then make it a character, you know? Because the thing that I was, like, always, like, oh, that's a little fucked up, was that, like, the pinky thing was something that Dana Carvey invented, too. For yeah, it's, yeah, it's very much Dana Carvey's impre- impression, yeah. Again, so much Hoffman in this film. I love it. Yeah, I feel like this is one of the episodes that we have a lot of side stuff to say, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, shit, he's back on screen. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great that's a great line just in like could have been in our opening (laughs) yeah this movie's not like big enough i think where people would get it but if it was definitely but that's just yeah that's a line that like definitely if you work in production i'm sure like anyone that watches it probably like loves a line like that or at least you know right writers for sure and that and yeah absolutely locations and that kind of stuff (laughs) (laughs) that's a great line 
Because she's in jail. Aww. <laughs> Uh-oh. I love, though, like, he's never not with So someone, I think this is right? the DP. Okay, makes sense. Sorry, so what were you saying? No, like, he, it's, I feel like it's pretty accurate to a set. Like, this guy doesn't have a minute alone to himself, William H. Macy. When someone leaves, someone else enters. Yes. <laughs> the broad. Keep saying the broad. You say that on a regular basis. That's true. <laughs> Where's the broad with the breadsticks? <laughs> I forgot this was an element, too. Yeah, nice subplot of bearing breasts. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> You've been like this at Cage Club uh, podcast, like meetings when we all meet up, like when you don't get your demands. Oh yeah, when I yeah I went inside and started crying. You have a lot of riders in your contract. She is really good at this. <laughs> Guilting men is what you're saying? Or No, just like playing like the diva. Yes. <laughs> Always somebody. <laughs> The way she said lilacs reminded me of uh, Ryan Reynolds and Just Friends going, my snow globe collection. (laughs) This is very innocent. (laughs) 
<laughs> you could tell he's delivered this story before. Yeah. He's need to yeah, he's given this example and exactly. <laughs> I guess now that she's on the screen, I do have some questions for you and you know, we'll have these questions throughout if we don't finish. Have you watched Sex in the City before? I honestly can't remember if I've ever even watched a full episode. And if I have, very, like, I don't think any consecutive of any Like, kind. yeah, I definitely haven't watched consecutive episodes. Maybe I have. But, like, I, I know enough through, like, osmosis, you know? Just whether it's significant others watching it. Oh, wait, just... what did we just miss? Well, they wanted to talk about the scene. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the tent scene. Just to see if they can get a double right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it would be a fun podcast, you and I, like, going through, like, episode by episode, episode of Sex in the City. Because <laughs> we don't know anything about it. Sex? Maybe with, like, a diehard Sex in the City fan. Oh. Uh, I like I like the idea more of, like, wait, what's going on? And then, like, because you know, you and I are just such fans of TV and film that, like, we'll probably be, like, shitting on it at the beginning. But, like, but season two or season three, whatever, we're going to be all in. And we're going to be like, what the hell's going to happen, you know? <laughs> I just don't want to say anything that is, uh, you know, inappropriate or anything like that. But you can. Because I'm sure... The characters will get on my nerves, and I wouldn't want that to be uh, <laughs> thought of. Not... That, of me, me saying certain things just because of you know it's a female ensemble or something like that. No, I don't think you would. You're a progressive man. Yeah, but people are. Sensitive. It would only. It would only be ninety six episodes, ninety four of the regular show, and then we'd have to do the movie, two movies. <laughs> Okay, so if you're not going to co-host it with me, I'm going to get someone we know. How about how about Chris Carroll? He's there you go. My show. He's been on your show. He would never. <laughs> or Michael Rivera, since he has a daughter now, um, can bring some <laughs> female insight. insight yeah. Okay, so the little you know at the Sex in the City, I'm going to ask you some questions. <laughs> okay. Which one of Carrie's love interest would you prefer, Mister Big? Aiden Shaw. Now, Mr. Big, you've seen, right? He's, um... Yeah. I, I know... I The only two that I know the name... I don't know anything about them. But I can picture Mr. Big, and then I think the one other guy's name, the one from um, uh, Office Space, is Burger, right? Yeah, that's Jack Burger. He's on the list. Aiden Shaw is uh, my Big Fat Greek Wedding guy. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and Alexander Petrovsky is one of them. He's just like a Russian dude. So, who would you date? Uh, I guess my big fat Greek wedding, but that's just going by. I don't know. He's sure. by his character in that. Movie I don't know because he's nice. So. <laughs> Aiden Shaw. 
I could ask Nicole. But... Is this a quiz from, are you reading a uh, 1999 Cosmo? I don't know when the, <laughs> no, when the show was out. I wish. I ordered some recently for my show online and they've come in. <laughs> wow. Bourbon and milk. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's the right answer? Stop! Stop! <laughs> Make me uncomfortable. <sighs> God. Oh God. This is a little bit weird. He put no, that. I mean, for, he number one. He made that yes, really fast. Yes. Why the fuck was bourbon and milk right next to him that he did not have to move at all? <laughs> but I think the other thing that's like a little bit weird to me is it's so direct. You know, there's a little, like very little nuance in this. They're trying to be nuanced, but it's not because it's Alec Baldwin and he calls his like daughter in real life a pig fuck or some shit like. that. <laughs> Or fat pig. I don't know. I, that was a very pig fuck is from the master. But Yeah. Wait, Hoffman on the mind. Speaking of Hoffman, we have a cool scene here. Yeah. That's how you know he's the DP. Because he has the lens around his neck, a, a scarf, and a backwards, uh, you know. Kind of <laughs> yeah. It's such a caricature. Like, I wonder if that lens is even applicable. Maybe in the day, but. No, it is. I mean, you're just looking for focal lengths and that kind of stuff. It's just... Gotcha. Yeah. Hey, lady, this is a closed set. <laughs> the entire cast stood her up? Well, they're preparing. They're, they're, they're getting uh, oh, Hollywood yes, yes. fever. I love how everyone says go Huskies. Very high school slumber party. What? <laughs> Doesn't he get like a fish hook in him at one point? Yes. Okay. I remember that now. It could be here. It could be. Yeah, exactly. There's a good chance. He's so blonde here too. Yeah. I don't think he's blondest, but he's definitely on the blonder spectrum. He's closer, almost even like a redhead. It looks like for a second, it's like a, a strawberry, a little blonde. bit of strawberry blonde. Yeah. yeah. That's such a writer's thing to say. That's such a great... Ah! They didn't need to show that. <laughs> we get it. That that angle would have been fine. <laughs> I thought there was more to that for some reason. Okay, Kyle. What's the city of your dreams from this list? Paris, London, Venice, Dubai, Tokyo, Mumbai, Amsterdam, New York, or Berlin? Uh, New York. Wow, lucky you. The city of your dreams is just a stone throw away. Of that list, sure. I love New York. I probably would have put Berlin there because I'm a Berlin guy. Pick hey. one of... Okay, 
<laughs> Par- uh, my, one- my next ones would have been either Paris or Tokyo. Fair. Pick one of Miranda's love interests. Okay. Uh, none of these actors I'm familiar with. So yeah. You're just going to guess by name. Oh, okay. Jeez. Unless you want me to look up the actor. I might not know them, so I think it'll be a, a, moot, a moot point. <laughs> yeah. I, I really <laughs> wow. <awesome. laughs> All right. Steve Brady. Dr. Robert Leeds, The Weight Watchers Guy, or Skipper Johnston? Uh, Steve Brady. I thought you weren't going to pick him because of Tom Brady, but I guess Tom Brady's not a Patriot anymore. So, Well, how would you describe your... Oh, Hoffman, never mind. <laughs> she's, and she's also good at, she's good at getting worked up. Yes. This guy's in a lot of stuff too, right? Yeah, Mighty Joe Young. You're one of your favorites. Legit one of your favorite movies. <laughs> what did you do that movie? Oh, Charlize. Yeah. Um, Hashtag the, watch like, the Theron. I was like, you weren't on Monkey Club. I was confused. so they just want him to come up and write a new title a title and a scene like they've okay i was like uh, i'm very surprised that the producers would really care that much about a title yeah because you could change that at any time but i think the scene is more important all right what's your style like kyle Classic, boho, preppy, romantic, goth, mod, vintage, all black everything, or whatever. Vintage. I have no idea. What is boho? Say vintage. Boho's like hipster-ish. Can you say them one more time? Okay. Classic, boho, preppy, romantic, goth, mod, vintage, all black everything, or whatever. Vintage, yeah, sure. Vintage or then or whatever. Pick one of Charlotte's love interests. Okay, one, one of them is that dude from... The bald uh, guy, yeah. From Ransom. Oh, no, there's the bald guy, yeah. But one of them is the dude from... What's it called? Like, Twin Peaks, the main guy? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, from, like and, Dune, and too. Dune. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this other guy... I think you're going to pick him because his Ooh, name is Stefan. Ooh, it's a Nice. I Foodie love scene. So Steven the chef, I think you'll pick him, right? Um, yeah, most likely. Steven the chef is played by definitely a guy you've seen. Um, I can't put my finger on what his name is. And then Ned. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a second. I'm sorry. Just going off of the last scene too, where she's like, "Uh, uh, uh my fiance." They had a date. And she forgot about him, blew him off. Like, why the hell is he? He's like, taken it a lot better than me. I think the most level level headed minded people would or should. 
Yeah, be like, something's going on with you. <laughs> yeah, like, just a different kind of conversation would be happening. So, okay, so Twin Peaks guy, bald guy, Stephen the Chef, or some dude named Ned? Stephen the Chef, I guess. Or Stefan, I don't know. Uh, oh, come on, you just met him! I know we're rooting for Hoffman here, but... Wait, I'm getting... Mad. Is this, like, is this a satire? Is that, like, I mean, I might be coming across oh, okay. really dumb right now, but, Kyle, like... Kyle, you're in the background. <laughs> I'm sorry, you fucking asshole. <laughs> um... I, I was know. Like, wait, I was like, wait, I... what am I screwing up? I'm not. Wait, I'm not, what am I recording? You hearing my voice? Like, <laughs> yes, yes, it is a satire. But I know what you're asking. Like, is the are the side stories satires as well? I don't know. I guess well, so. Right? Ooh, well then. <laughs> Both of them way too soon. Way too yeah. soon. Yeah, I met someone. Oh my god. Especially, like, he thinks she's engaged. Well, she is, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And... (laughs) (laughs) Very, very thoughtful. Where did the naked Sarah Jessica Parker go? (laughs) The way he said that. Oh, thank you. He's acting weird. I'm not saying he's acting bad. It's just this is a very different Hoffman character. It's closer to stage act, or what I just think of stage acting. Like a certain kind of, not like on a vocal level, but projecting in a way, or cadence. I mean, he shouldn't feel that bad, honestly. Like, no, but just, I guess, in the realm of, like, I don't want to screw things up or whatever. Uh, I mean, I think it's an easy thing. Like, she just, like, she's crazy. She's an actor, you know? Yeah. Can have no, I, 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 yeah. <laughs> she's a small town. They have no Jewish people in town. She doesn't know the difference between matzo and a cracker. I mean, it was presumptuous to just show up, you know? Well, but was she hired to type for him? I think so, but, like, just to show up at night, like, hey, let's work. Then, yeah, I guess, but at the same time... And also, she doesn't the... seem that hurt that her engagement was broken. I know she didn't... I know she was the one who broke it, but, like, wouldn't you think... Oh, man, I should probably stay in tonight. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> no. She just said, no, no, that's not happening about her fiancé. Yeah. Odd. Ooh, huh. he's, he's in room 201, that Bergen County area code. <laughs> wow, oh, come on, a memorial of what, a day before? What? Wait, what? We didn't even see that. She what? Doesn't she have a good reaction <laughs> to it though? 
She's thinking, like, I'm an actor. I can get around this. Yeah. I'm pretty. I'm an actor. <laughs> These people are living in their own fucking world. <laughs> Yes. I think I don't know what just happened. <laughs> I think like people that have a hard time finding love think that it should play out this way. Ooh, like this way you're saying a like Alec Baldwin and Julius. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> Julius. <Sons. laughs> Yeah, I think it's fair to say, like, movies like this, and again, it could be a satire, but set some unfair expectations. Yeah. Just like, really, yeah, people that aren't great at communicating or, like, sharing their thoughts or, like, or insecure people. It's just like, wait, but it should just be, like, this simple. It should just be this forthright or whatever. I don't know. It's weird. I, I met someone, you know? Yeah. Quick question. Which TV show would you marathon on a night? So I think that's what we call binge watching. Yes. The, the Crown, 13 Reasons Why, Friends, Walking Dead, Four Weddings, Top Chef, Stranger Things, The Simpsons, or Sex and the City? Uh, Friends or The Simpsons. Not Top Chef? We'll pick one. Um, I'll go with The Simpsons because I haven't in a while. All right, Samantha's love interests. A dildo. <laughs> oh, I didn't know she was dabbled with the ladies, too. So, Smith, Jared. Oh, okay, never mind. So, there's this dude who's, like, a young guy. There's this woman, Maria Reyes. And then there's um, Richard Wright, who plays, like, Ajax in The Warriors. But he's also, um... He's in a bunch of stuff. He's in Dexter. I think he's Dexter. Yeah, no, I know who you're talking about, yeah. Um, or Bobby Cannavale. Bobby Cannavale. Come on, yeah. And he's called Guy with the Funky Spunk. I don't know what that means. We'll find out when we do our show. It, I know what it means, without having seen that show. No, I mean, we can guess, but... You... <laughs> what's, very what's very your, uh, educated guess. What's your horoscope sign? Uh, Gemini. Okay, you're not going to know any of these people, so I'll just say it. Who would you get coffee with? Stanford. <laughs> Stanford Blatch. Enid. Anthony Maritino. Lexi Featherstone. Magda or Bill Kelly. I don't know what the fuck any of that means. So Stanford Blatch, I think, th I'm just going to pick for you. I think you would pick that person. He has like a kind of like a tweed jacket and these like rose colored glasses. He's bald and a pink shirt. Enid is some, like, older woman. Anthony Martino is, like, a younger guy. Lexi Featherston, I don't know, she kind of looked cougar-looking. Magda's a really old lady. And Bill Kellerly looks like John Slarity, but I'm not sure if that's who he is. 
But wait, but what am I picking these for? Just for fun. Who would you get coffee with? Oh, coffee with. That's why I forgot the question. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Just like they're doing on screen. Yeah. So who would you get coffee with? Oh, I thought you chose for me. I thought you were saying. I mean, I'll choose that guy, but yeah, I'll just choose him. Yeah, I'll, yeah, choose him. Sure. Why are you so damn awesome? Because you're funny. <laughs> you're pretty. You're rich, powerful, fit, fun, chill, employed, or alive. I just have to pick only, one? Yeah, I think only two of those apply to you anyway. So I'm just joking. <laughs> it's funny, pretty, rich, powerful, fit, fun, chill, employed, or alive. I think fun. I'm down. Okay, you're fun. You got Samantha. All right. <laughs> Which Sex and the City character are you? You got Samantha. So we knew all along. <laughs> you, you either live your your inner Samantha out loud. Sorry. You either live your inner Samantha out loud or took this quiz to find out that you totally would definitely get Samantha. <laughs> Which is true. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, these quizzes are pretty accurate. God, this is like such a weird combo. Or did his glasses change? The, he has two different pairs of glasses. Mm. Mm. Yeah. What a perfect time for you to ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> here, here are you again, Kyle. Are you a shirt tuck inner? No, definitely in? not. The only not time people these days. Only time I tuck a shirt in is a suit, and even then, yeah, like once, yeah, once you're on the dance floor, it comes out. Uh, no, I was just going to say, like, there's even, like, some some suits that, like, you know, you could have, like, if I'm wearing, like, a suit with a tie and, like, all that, yeah, it's tucked in. But sometimes, you know, you'll just wear, like, slacks and a jacket and a, you know, or a uh, button-down shirt not tucked in. Are you, are you the guy at the wedding with, like, the Tommy Whoa, Bono shirt? Whoa, what's going on? He's he's auditioning uh, doubles for her. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Are you the guy at the wedding with, like, the Tommy Bahama shirt and the nice slacks? What wedding is it? <laughs> Not a bad thing, I'm just asking. Yeah, it's like, what wedding is it? Where am I? This movie had a fast pace at the beginning, and it's not that it changed, but there's almost not a lot of, um, I would have a very hard time to write each scene in order, if that makes sense, you know? Because there's a lot of things in similar places, a lot of characters, it's, uh, not confusing, it's just, I feel no, like I've, I'm I've, I feel like I've already, like, forgotten half of the stuff. Exactly, for better or worse, I, maybe that's the intention. <laughs> and it's funny because at the end of the day that's what it was she doesn't want to double she doesn't want to do it she just wants more money 
How many movies William H. Macy and Philip Seymour Hoffman? I three off the top of my head. I'm gonna look it up. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, just the three. Boogie Nice Magnolia and Stay in Maine. Yeah. <laughs> and two of the three, they're on the same crew together. Yeah. <laughs> the broad <laughs> again. it's very industry how about an associate producer credit that's just they they throw that around like candy Yeah, I mean, that's the producer that... I don't think you get paid more or anything like that. That's the courtesy producer. Again, it depends on each movie, you know. Yeah, yeah, it depends on the kind of production. Doesn't this car crash? It's Julia Stiles and uh, Alec Baldwin. Oh, yeah. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I guess that's why the traffic light's on the poster. I don't, I, I don't want to sound mean or anything, but mean or anything. But this is like Alec Baldwin's kind of like transitional stage from like sex icon into Jack Dunny. <laughs> I'll say. Yeah, you know we, we've talked about him again in. Uh... They have three films too, then, right? Well, Hoffman and Baldwin. I'm sorry. What's the th- what? Why? I'm, what's the third? Really. What's your f- one of your favorite Hoffman films? 
The Master, Boogie Nights. Uh... Comedy. Favorite Hoffman comedy. Oh, wow. Dominic. <laughs> yeah, so it's three films, yeah. Significant, too. Do you think on Polly they talked about, uh, <laughs> on Along Came Polly they talked about this film? It's probably one of those, like, hey, Alec, Phil, oh, is, how you been? Did we digest that, like, the traffic light, like, that is state in Maine? I, I kind of just mentioned it, but yeah, like, that's the No, poster. but, like, Not... why it's on the poster, but yeah, okay, like, yeah. It's in the day on the poster, but still. It's not the first time they've shown it, either, so. Are you that kind of guy, like, who, like, see how he has, like, the tucked in, but just, like, is it either, like, a t-shirt or a sweater, and then the blazer? Not Baldwin, the, uh, dude who gave him the phone. Uh... No, I really don't tuck in a lot of things. Usually pull it out? I always pull out. Pull it out. Sorry, phrasing. Yes. Oh, but you know what you were into for a while? And you got it (laughs) from Queer Eye? What was it, the French tuck? Into for a while. I literally, I think, done it three times in my life. I don't know. That's that might be your narrative, but I felt like every <laughs> every day after you saw that queer eye episode, you were like, "Put my t-shirt a little bit in my pants." No. <laughs> Ugh. But how did you not expect the police to come by, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's liberal Hollywood. I'm kidding. Oh, I forgot about this subplot. It involves our main man. Uh <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> 
<laughs> I don't even know what to say. It's just uncomfortable, you know. No, no. I don't know why I'm rooting for him. Because he just wanted to be over. <laughs> yeah. That is funny. The new stoplight. my god the way she acts too is such like phony but like not like you know what I mean like not phony is a bad word for it because I don't want to say like she's doing a bad job Sarah Jessica Parker but it just feels very Hollywood yeah she's doing she's playing that uh, kind of person to a T So I guess my counter argument for um I wanna say argument, but my counterpoint on like why they're behaving like this is they're both very much idealists. Like he's a writer and he might be like a little cynical, but look what he's writing, you know, like the old male. It's a very idealist thing. He's been waiting for this moment to happen. Go to a small town, fall in love with a small town girl, you know? And she's kinda similar in that respect. Like, she's very idealist as well. So, as crazy as it is, it's not that crazy. I remember us talking about this scene, by the way. I can't remember what it is, but... I don't know why. Let's see what it is. Oh, was I? I then read the subtitles. At first, I thought he said, "No, oh, it's wet out there." Versus, <laughs> I was like, oh, "That's a stupid line." She, people do things very fast here. She changed into those PJs very fast. Yeah. I was watching a film I know you really like, uh, Nacho Libre, the other day. Oh, very much that line. And it's like, these are my peaches. (laughs) The ruffly shirt. Sometimes grown-ups like to... (laughs) 
Chancho. Where are the stretchy pants? Stretchy pants, you'll understand. (laughs) I yearn for the country. Um, Not to broadcast this, but uh, one of the... And, you know, they don't want you to travel, obviously, but one of the counties that got approved in New York to be okay is, uh, well, one of the regions is the Mohawk Valley, and that's where, you know, we've spent time, and Herkimer, and Utica, and stuff. Uh Uh-huh. So that's one of them, like, opening up the earliest. Oh, wow, okay. And that wouldn't be, like, the worst place, because, like, I mean, especially what we do up there, it's not like we go to a lot of places and, like, sit down and eat, you know? No, no, exactly. And if everything goes well in two weeks, you can actually do that there. But even if we didn't, you know, it'd be nice to have the breweries open. The only thing I worry about is people from the city just being like, oh, this is the one place open, and just, like, rushing up there and ruining it. It's a good point. Like, like, (laughs) you know, but but it's true, though, you know. You're, you're, I'm, I'm a married man. You're someone who... Is not married, but in a serious relationship. Do you miss the dates you used to have like this? Like chasing women in the rain and going to bookstores and stuff? Well, I don't know how to read, so that never... <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Who is this officer? You go on, Winning Town. Um... I'm much more uh, content with not being in the dating world than the little th- idiosyncrasies that I miss every once in a while. <laughs> oh, the DP is throws the thing, right? Yeah, through the stained oh, glass. Oh, yeah. Why? Because he's an Italian. He's emotional. Yeah. Why would you stand there, laugh, and smile and throw your arms in there? Wouldn't you run away? Again, satire. Yeah. (laughs) Every movie's got to be about something. It's got to be about just one thing. What? <laughs> Would you buy this uh, storyboard? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm not laughing at her misery, but like, yeah, it's really obvious you were in the accident. Yeah. I forgot that, not to have a spoiler alert, but I forgot that this movie kind of ends with, like, a trial. Oh, I forgot about that. I think there's a trial at some point. Whether it's a trial or a mock trial, there's certainly some kind of... Oh, it's the mock trial, right? Yeah, Yeah. it's a mock trial, but, like, uh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's for Joe, right? Yeah. Oh, boy, I forgot, yeah. That's why I'm wondering, like, how do we get there? (laughs) 
can't actually kill a horse. <laughs> Less of a Kyle look today. <laughs> a lot of denim. I've never seen you wear a denim shirt. I can honestly say that. Do you own a denim shirt? Uh, no. No. <laughs> Can you name some other Hoffman small town pieces? Uh... Are you still there, or did you cut out? I'm I'm sorry, I'm still here. I thought you could hear my. <laughs> I was making a. Uh... I think no. you cut out when you were making those noises. But... Uh, okay. Um. Oh, the the invention of lying. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I was thinking that. <laughs> He's the bartender, like in this scene. Um, I'm thinking of specifically two projects that um, were by the same creator that are definitely small town pieces. Hmm, let me think. Uh, is Before the Devil Knows You're Dead a small town one? No, He's, that's a city. Hmm. Oh, God's Pocket. Isn't that in Philly? Is it? Oh, I thought it was a suburb. Okay, but that's still not a small town. That's not what I'm thinking. Oh. Uh, I'm not counting Schuler either. Uh, tr- or the yearling. I'm not counting that. Um... Oh, Nobody's Fool? Yes, nobody's fool for sure. That small town atmosphere. Yeah. And then the other one, what was the other one called that was like related to it? Empire Falls. Miniseries. Was Leap of Faith, were they moving around or were they in one place as like the... No, they, they, okay, so they were moving around. By the way, people have told me that like, and I don't know if we'll get to it on a rewatch because he doesn't have a big part there. People have told me like recently like, dude, you guys got to rewatch Leap of Faith because... It's supposed to be, like, pretty good. And I've been... I guess I've been hearing this because I've been really into Steve Martin these days. So, I don't know. Maybe not something we'll cover on this podcast, because, again, he doesn't have a big role in it. But I, I, I want to give it a second chance. I remember being so very disappointed in how little of a role he and Meatloaf had. Yeah, both of them were, very, you know, not a lot. So, again, it's not... I don't know if it's worth a rewatch on this podcast, but... When you do your religion podcast, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's the least hairy chest I've ever seen Alec Baldwin have. And it's still pretty hairy. It's, ver- it's trimmed. Yes. What? Heh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Again, it feels like he's delivered this speech as yeah, well in exactly. the past. Studying phonics. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you travel with the statutes for rape. Oh, I just laughed at the way that he said No, crime. no, I know. But like, just the idea that it's true. Like, he brings these books with him because he's so used to his actors pulling this shit. I'm laughing, but it's really dark and sad. Okay, so Mamet is like a play guy, right? Like that is, you know, stage yes. play, you know. Is this him taking a shot at the film industry? I think so. Right? That's like a fair... I think so. <laughs> you know Alec Baldwin as look I'm not the biggest Alec Baldwin guy and it's nothing to do with my politics uh, I like him but I think the last 10 years has been the same shtick over and over and over again anyway you know he ate this roll up because it is so ironic and so you know mocking oh I love filling the Evian bottles with <laughs> tap water <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> so you cut cost. Oh, dinner with the mayor. I forgot about that subplot. Yeah, yeah. And pissing off Charles during, yeah. And the wife is getting the house already. Ugh. This gives me more anxiety than anything in this that shouldn't happen, but what a suit. Yeah. He looks like the hamburglar. <laughs> you know how on my show I did like a thing where um my cousin had to get a tattoo? I know you're not a tattoo guy, but my dream would be like you have to get a McDonald's character tattooed to you. Uh-huh. So, like, whatever people vote on. Ronald McDonald, the Hamburglar. Grimace. Grimace. Whatever that girl is. Yeah, that duck kind of one, right? Yeah. Or Mayor McCheese. I would hope for Mayor McCheese. I would vote Mayor McCheese, so. Yeah. <laughs> I guess 
I totally should have said he looks more like Mayor McCheese. Yeah, that's why I was thinking that. I'm like, oh, he kind of, you know, it's kind of in the middle of that. Yeah. I think that's what you meant. Yeah. Ooh, what he definitely if... looks like he belongs in the McDonald's world. Oh, is that a cake for her nudes or her like exposed breast scene? Good luck. Oh, or is that the no? Mayor's it's house? the mayor. Yeah. Oh, I was like, what? They, oh, they're matching, uh, wearing matching skirt and vest. I like it. Oh, no. <laughs> Was there a uh, proud Scotsman subplot in this movie or something? I don't know. I didn't hear that, but, you know. He's not wearing kilt. No. Ugh. If only you just had dinner with the mayor. Why are they looking for... Oh, because he's a witness. What's on the side of Clark Gregg's face? Like, he cut himself shaving? I guess so. I guess it's like a little quirk. I think Agents and S.H.I.E.L.D., it's their last season. Oh, boy. (laughs) Did you even know it was still on? Nope. (laughs) You and I are both Marvel guys. We're not saying that, but like, what is that show about? Like, I, don't, I, ne- I don't. I don't know. I mean, and the fact that like, okay, so you never incorporated like Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. Uh, what's the other guy? Uh, I forget even one who he is. Um, yeah, the one. The one who was just like one. Season. Oh, Iron Fist. Uh, Iron Fist. Yeah. But um, like, okay, so you never brought those into the movies, but you started a show with a character that was, like, in the movies, and, like, connective tissue in the movies, but then it never was, like, you know, connected into the Like, what does he do on the, well, like, what do they do in the show? I know eventually, I know, I know eventually they go to space. What's her name has been on the show, right? Um, uh, forgot. Well, I know, like, one of the main, like, one of the only superheroes to go on, if you want to call it. Is like the girl who's like friends with Thor. Oh, Cat like she... Dennings. No, 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 no. She, uh. She's like an Asgardian who's like, you know, she hangs out with like those. Oh like, yeah, the, um, I forgot her like Sif or something like that. Yes, like, Lady Sif. Yeah. Like that's the only one I know from like the movies who was on the show. Again, what do they do on Agents of Shield? Like that's my question. <laughs> like Well, he's he's shifty. Mm-hmm. 
He's a lawyer. I hate lawyers. Don't say that. They might be saving your life one day. <laughs> they, they love to be hated, though. Some do. Mr. Tellerico, your attorney in the past, I don't think he loves to be hated. <laughs> that's I guess, that's true. <laughs> he's a he's a nice gentleman, but you know. Exactly, Mr. that's what happened. Oh, and then doesn't she have her community theater do the play thing just so he does the right thing? And it's like, okay, I knew you would have said that. Now you can go lie. Isn't it weird? <laughs> I think you're right. Oh. <laughs> Apparently Hulu is going to make a Ghost Rider series that's connected to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, that's weird. Apparently Ghost Rider appeared in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It won't be played by the same person, but it'll have the same backstory as that show. Okay. That's weird. I was a Ghost Rider fan in my youth. I used to watch it a lot. Oh. Ghost Rider. Oh, you're saying Ghost Rider. I'm an idiot. I'm talking about, like, you know, Cage was Ghost Rider. It's funny you mentioned Ghost Rider, though, because that's one of the first... No, I think, <laughs> and I think that they're doing, like... I think ghost... they are doing a reboot, but... Yeah, okay. That was, that was the first place young Brian saw and slightly fell in love with a young Julia Stiles. Ah, okay. She played a hacker on the show. She wasn't, like, one of the main characters. But if you were a fan of Ghost Rider, you... And, like, you have any kind of memory, you would remember this character. Like, in. Because Ghost Rider was cool. Because it would have, like, not, like, one episode. It would have, like, a, uh, a subplot throughout. Like, the mystery would be, like, a good amount of episodes. Um, I, the thought, only one I specifically remember is that one with that purple doll, the ooze thing. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. That is the but only, Ju- like, specific one I remember. But Julia Stiles was, like, not a main person but like a hacker they used to like contact sometimes to like you know get some info <laughs> so it's applicable to this <laughs> I love the idea that you thought that there was going to be a ghost writer spin off from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. yeah I was like that's why that's really weird like yeah I know uh, the ghost writer uh, that was part of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was uh, played by a Latino actor. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it will be played by another Latin actor, uh, but it won't be the same one. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. They're saying it could be the same one. Sorry. <laughs> they weren't sure yet, but they were trying to get him. Gabriel Luna is his name. Guy's one eye is really freaking me out. What's our time code on this? Um, and the the movie it's one one thirty one, ten eleven. All right, so Kyle. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. 
bless you. God bless you. There's no mute on these. We uh, we have, are using the same microphones again on the Logitechs. We had uh, mute buttons, yeah. but there's no mutes on. That's all right. good. It's all good. It's more re- realistic, more real. Um, I'm going to use the restroom so if you know you can guide people through, so I can be back ready to go for the ending here. Okay. All right, I am leaving. All right, guys, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to dish on? Brian obsessing over Julia Stiles. I was never, uh, never a big Julia Stiles. She's a good actress. Was my type. I love how much Philip Seymour Hoffman we're getting in this movie. Always playing so many uh, tortured characters. This one is a bit over the top, but again, I think I'm. Maybe I said it two years ago when we covered this, uh, or probably even more than two years ago now. But definitely picking up on the satire vibes in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely taking like it's it's playing up in the stereotypes, but then also then turning certain characters on their uh on their heads. Like are you supposed to give advice? Or Sarah Jessica Parker playing exactly the kind of person that we expect I don't know. A lot of actresses are just in that scenario to be. Oh, and doesn't this guy reveal that the courthouse burned down? <laughs> it's all coming back. It's coming back to me now. Baby, baby, when you touch me like that. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. John Krasinski? Yeah, what? That was definitely John Krasinski, right? Yeah. Wow. Like, four, 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 when did the office start? 2004? I think. John Krasinski. Four, I mean, that was definitely him. Yeah. So, Brian, it, it was just, uh, and it was, I started saying it's all coming back to me now because then there was like, he was walking along. I'm like, oh, doesn't this guy reveal that there was no courthouse? And he's like, the courthouse was. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember now. Yeah, so John Krasinski is actually credited. He's not just an extra, he's credited as judge's assistant. Interesting. He's the uh, the brother-in-law, right, of someone we uh, really like. John Krasinski? Yes, he's the brother-in-law of, a, of someone who's been in a film with, the same film with Hoffman 
and Alec Baldwin. Uh, he's the brother-in-law of Ben Stiller? He's the brother-in-law of Stanley Tucci. Because he's married to Emily Blunt, and Stanley Tucci is actually married to Emily Blunt's sister. That's the woman uh, in the videos, like the cocktail videos. That, yeah, she does have a British accent. Interesting. <laughs> weird weird uh, <laughs> in-laws, right? He must have been so psyched to find that out. Or were they... Who? How, how long is... like John? If I was John Krasinski, I would be so excited to have Stanley Tucci as like extended family member. I mean, uh, yeah, but I don't know, like... When things happen where. Oh, and then they pay this guy. Mm-hmm. So Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be my dream like like if I won the lottery or something or if I was very successful and I could retire uh-huh. I think I would buy buy land in Wyoming or Montana or something and just exist on there you know <laughs> small town guy that you are even smaller, like you wouldn't even, you know, there wouldn't even really be a town. That's the only problem, and this is going to be a very Kyle point. The only problem for me would be food, right? Like you have to cook every day. You better shoot an elk because that's going to be like your, <laughs> your dinner for like the entire season. Whoa! Such fake bills, too. Yeah. They didn't want to waste the budget on real bills. Makes sense. Oh, they haven't yet. Okay. No, not yet, not yet, no. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you say that? It's like... I mean, look, I know this is like I don't I don't want to make these comments because we're talking about like technically statutory rape here. But she I don't know, I'd have to see her actual age. <laughs> it sounds terrible, but $800,000 in cash? She consented, he consented, you know. I know you can't legally consent. I don't know. I don't want to get into it. It's just $800 in cash flashed in front of you. That could solve a lot of my problems. I don't know about yours. Yeah, I uh, yeah, we definitely realized last time it was John Krasinski. Do you think so? Yeah. If we didn't, we were stu- idiots. <laughs> what? Oh, what the no. hell? 
I have to say, this is a fun movie, you know? Yeah, but, yeah, it's just... It's very different. It's very much like a play. But it's short. No, oh, yeah, like compared lengthwise, yeah, but it's not it's not really short. Uh... Dude, I'm the host of high school slumber parties. I do an hour and twenty minutes movie sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Hot. I would have never worn sunglasses like that. I can tell you that much. Not with style. Yay, the Dalmatian made it. (laughs) They were going to have... I guess it's not that uncommon. I was going to say they were going to have like a nude scene in a period piece like that, but then again, that's pretty common. Titanic, man. Titanic. Titanic. Baby. I'm thinking of Gangs of New York. More like Titanic, if you know what I mean. What? what? Oh, wait, she's a nun? <laughs> Just come. From a fire, but my clothes look brand spanking new. <laughs> what do you think this is on Rotten Tomatoes? What, uh, um, seven. By critics, sixty-seven by audience. Under on both fronts, eighty-six by critics, seventy by audience. So you were close on. I was audience. very close on audience. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the um, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has like a poster kind of thing of like a couple actors on it. It's a state in Maine. Who do you think is on it? Alec Baldwin. Yes. Sarah There's Jessica, five people on Sarah Jessica Parker. Yes. Um, the Love of Your Life. Oh, it's a girl. The baby was born. <laughs> Julie, <laughs> Stiles, Julie Stiles is not on it. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you... I'll just tell you. Hoffman is on it, so you got two more. William H. Macy? Yep, and you have one more. You'll never get this one. A Bowfinger is on my TV. Bowfinger is is like the requested or the suggested movie next. What's on yours? None. Oh, you don't have one. <laughs> well, that's State in Maine. So the last person is the the fucking lawyer. Oh, the song is about the old mill. Huh, that's fun. So yeah, according to Rotten Tomatoes, I guess like Alec Baldwin, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Sarah Jessica Parker, William H Macy, and the lawyer are the biggest characters. <laughs> All right. Well, that's State in Maine. Um, honestly, that's a fun movie, a good movie. Again, a comedy. I like it. It's a little weird. It's a little different, but it's something. I don't know. 
for 2000, it's definitely very different than what was coming out, at least in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's definitely, it's a well-made movie. It's, uh, wouldn't put it at the top of my list as far as of his, his movies, but, uh, it was, it was, it was nice, it was a nice, uh, I don't know, uh, rewatch, so, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> well, pa- palate cleanser. Um, so the, the heroine, if you will, is Rebecca Pigeon, and I wanted to mention it, I keep forgetting to mention it, um, I thought she was really good in this film, but, I don't know if we, we must have talked about this on the first watch. I remember she's the actually. Name. She's actually David Mamet's wife. Ah, uh, pulling the old Judd Apatow there. Yeah, yeah. So. The old Phil Rosenthal putting uh, putting the wives into the work. <laughs> You're big. Everybody loves Raymond guy. Everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> ah, Robert. Ah, Raymond. Deborah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that, that's why people came here. For... <laughs> Uh, but I've, I've seen her in a bunch of other stuff, that's for sure. Not too much other stuff. I'm looking at her IMDb now. I'm sure she does a lot of theater. If, um, but I thought she was great in here. Um, I love the cast. It was a nice ensemble. And I'm happy that the Hoff fans voted yeah. for State and Maine. Mamet was like, yeah, you're going to fucking fall in love with the writer, just like you did in real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I guess. That's kind of weird. <laughs> It's weird, man. Like, it's just like I was, I covered Clerks 2 recently, and uh, you got, like, Kevin Smith directing his wife in that movie, and, you know, she's, like, straddling the character of Dante, and it's, like, uh, it's Brian O'Halloran, who is, you know, a longtime friend of Kevin Smith's, and it's like, yeah, okay, now do this. I forgot that that was his wife. Like, I knew it at one point, but, like, and it was his wife at the time. Yeah, yeah, they were, the, yeah, because his daughter's even in the movie, Harley Quinn. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> what a dork. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so again, that was State and Maine. Of course, we got to talk about what we're going to watch next, um, because again, I don't think quarantine is ending, and I think we'll still have the time, so let's uh, let's do another movie next if you're up for it. Why not? Okay, so... Here's what we're going to do. Kyle, if you don't mind sharing the screen with me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. One second. Let me find my mouse. Uh... It's back. The Wheel of Hoffman. Decide what our next two films will be for our voting on P.S. I Still Love Hoffman. Again, guys, you could vote on Instagram and on Facebook. So here goes. Are you ready for the spin, Kyle? Yeah, this is this is our blood, sweat, and tears, guys. Do you get the reference? <laughs> yes i do and i don't know if you recognized on the screen that we're sharing right now the um how i've decorated the wheel with the posters from each film look at you you and your detail it's like you you're a writer <laughs> i'm the writer from this film state in maine hopefully i'll hook up with david mamet's wife <laughs> <laughs> all right here, here we go the first film on the ballot is going to be Spinning wheel, round and round. <laughs> Once again, wait. The Big Lebowski. Ooh, the Big Lebowski. Yeah, the Big Lebowski is back. Wow! In, in a return, you know that's very Lebowski spirit, right? Like to just want to be back on this pole. The dude abides. 
The dude abides. So who's the big Lebowski going to be up against? Let's see. Let's spin the wheel again. Uh, ooh. Interesting. A very similar film, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. <laughs> so Before the Devil Knows You're Dead versus the big Lebowski. Handicap it for us, Kyle. What do you think about this random voting that we've chosen um well it's the wheel the wheel chose sorry the yeah it seems like the wheel wants the big lebowski but uh before the devil knows you're dead i mean come on sydney lumet's last film uh, uh ethan hawk obviously our main man marissa tomei oh my lord <laughs> fantastic film two like i mean opposite Phil, actually, uh, I guess, well, there's well, crime involved. Man. Both there's crime, yeah, yeah. So maybe both not the ex- majority white people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This could go either way, and um, you know, I mean, if we're gonna, if, if if the trend is going to continue, it's gonna be before the devil knows you're dead because we get a lot more Philip Seymour Hoffman in that. Makes sense, makes sense. But we'll see. And guys, remember check out our social media to. Vote for what'll be the next film we do. And I love this Wheel of Hoffman. Um, I can't wait to use it more. It's it's helped us so much. And uh, yeah, we got all the big movies on it. And I really can't wait. And something else I can't wait for is the next episode of Foodie Films. Kyle, tell us all about what's going on with Foodie Films. Uh, yeah, we've just been, you know, we're, we're not as... Uh, I'm not as uh, crazy as you releasing twice a week. Uh, I release once a week and we go the first cut episodes where I talk to people in the food and drink industry. Uh, and then I've got my movie episode. So like I said, the date that this came out, the, I know the uh, movie that's coming out this week is waiting the 2005 comedy, very similar. Like, so clerks two was the last movie we covered. That was 2006. I think Harold and Kumar is like 2005, like right around then. There's just very like inappropriate, like raunchy kind of (laughs) food movies coming out at that point. You know, my uh, food establishment. I shouldn't say food movies, food establishment. My cousin Pumpkin and his girlfriend Janie, who I've talked about, they met at Houlihan's as waiters and they lived there for years. So like... Waiting is something that, again, I haven't talked about it with them, but every story they tell me, I'm like, oh my god, that's waiting. So it's uh, from what I've heard, it's pretty accurate to the man. I was service. I was watching it to you know, you know, for for the episode, and uh, Tommy, my roommate, walks in and he goes, ah, waiting. He's like one of my favorite films. He's and he just says like he's like that is he's like I worked at a bar. I had friends that worked at restaurants. <laughs> he's like this is this is the shit that happens. I'm like, "Whoa. That's <laughs> I mean, Yeah, not, everyone I'm... who's worked in in service has told me. I'll have to ask my cousin if he's seen Waiting and and if it's pretty accurate. But can't wait for that, no pun intended. But, you know, the episode that you just did is a one that's near and dear to me because it's a companion episode to my 100th episode. And that's the one we did at Yonkers Brewery. Well, I say we did, but, you know, both of us put it together. But that was your side of it. My side of it, yeah. Uh, but your brainchild. So thank you. If I didn't uh, say it in the episode, I think I say it in the, be- you know, you know how I do my little cold opens in the beginning. But I think I recognize it when we were there at the brewery. But thank you again for kind of 
coming up with that and, and, and setting it up, but it was just such a fun time at uh, Yonkers uh, Brewing Company. And, Pre-corona. And Pre-corona. Pre-corona. It was Sunday, March 8th, day, Daylight Savings. A, a live event, and, you know, John Rubo, that's his name, right? Correct. Yes, he the, was The awesome. founder, one of the founders. The founder of Yonkers yeah. Brewery. He was awesome. Yeah, like, one of the and, most and terrific, terrific guests I've ever had. Uh, I've never had a bad guest by any means, or even a like or a difficult guest as far as them answering. But you know, wait, if you're meeting someone for wait. the first, wasn't wasn't Joey a guest on Butter? Yeah, you told me he was off air that he was a difficult guest. Like he was demanding, <laughs> you, he was I... demanding all this stuff. <laughs> you... Yeah, like he was demanding. Like he, he yeah. only have. A certain amount of orange soda on set and, you know, olives, but no pits. <laughs> That's true. That's I, very true. I kid, I kid. Continue. <laughs> no, just, uh, you know, I, a lot of my, when it comes to my first cut episodes in particular, I'm meeting people for the first time. And there are also people that might not be uh, used to being interviewed or something like that. But John just, just, you know, hit it right out of the park. Really, just like I, I, I had a lot of fun. Uh, I think uh, you know all our friends that came and supported us. They were enjoying, obviously, the beer, Ray's IPA, an amazing beer. Um, so, guys, check that, check out that episode because it's something I really hope to continue. I want to go back to Yonkers Brewing and maybe have Ray on, and there was even a couple other people that John suggested having on. So, uh, I would love to do a few more there, but I would love for it to become a thing that I do at you know breweries are just a great place for I feel like live events to happen. So. Hopefully, once we can, I've been telling you absolutely. Can, yeah, when we get past this, uh, you know, yes, we can we can just, do this again. Just let me open for you and warm up the crowd, and uh, I'm good. I'm good as long as I can have a beer and <laughs> talk with my friends. I'm fine. Well, of course, I host High School Slumber Party, and as you mentioned, Kyle, it's twice a week on the Cage Club Podcast Network. You know, it's been so fun doing twice a week. I have the time. I'm not going to always have the time, so don't expect these twice a week episodes here. But we're currently in a really fun month. Well, I just had my second birthday. Our, I should say our second birthday. Now, is it a birthday <laughs> or is it a graduation? No, no, no. It's the second anniversary of when I started. But I count my graduation at the end of June like the normal American school year. I that see. makes sense. I see. Okay. Because I didn't start, like, at a regular time, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. It's complicated, but it works. It's just... <laughs> we do 16 candles, though, every uh, every anniversary, so two years, woo! I can't believe it, but, you know, we got a lot more movies to cover, so it's going to be more years than two years. And we're in something called Cheer Mondays, that's what I've been calling it, and we're going to do a bunch of cheerleading films in a row. It's really fun. Can't wait till you guys check that out. And you can check out both our shows on cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Anything else you'd like to tell the audience, Kyle? I just want to tell them to stay on cool.